Glory to God. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Well, we're we're still in the house of God. We are the temple of the Holy, of the Holy Spirit and the power of God is present to heal tonight. Amen. How I many you know that the power of God, no matter where it's present, does healing. That's what, that's what it does. If you allow the presence of God to do what it does, the presence of God, then you will receive what, what it has. Amen? Amen. And, and, you know, I don't know what you're dealing with in your life. Not a lot of people immediately they hear healing and they think physical. And it is physical. But, you know, he healed us spiritually too. We, we were broke. We were broke. You know, every one of us, we were broke. We were broken. We're not broken anymore. Right? We're not broken people. You know, Brother Moore preached on us. I'm not going to go there again. We're not broken people. We're fixed people. Amen? Everybody in here is a fixed person. If you're saved, you're fixed. Amen? Now, how much of that fixing you receive, it's going to be up to you. Amen? Because He'll fix everything. He'll, He'll bring it all. He'll bring it all to where you'll take it. And all we have to do is receive. Healing is ours. It is. It was purchased for us, and it is ours. So tonight, if you're watching online, if you're in these two buildings, however you're watching, um, receive. Receive. Expect. Expect to receive something good from God. You may walk out of here and say, you know, I had a pain in my leg, but I don't have it anymore. Yeah, that's right. right? Don't, 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 don't despise a small beginning. Whatever you can believe for, believe for. Because that will grow your faith. You know, people people say, well, I might be able to believe for my little finger to be healed. Well, go ahead. You start there, and next thing you know, you'll believe for your hand, then your arm, right? And then your heart. God, God's the healer. Amen? Amen? Glory to God. Open your Bibles to Proverbs 4, where we've been starting. Thank you, Lord. Everybody thankful to be here tonight? I'm excited. God's word excites me. God's goodness excites me. You know, t- thirty years ago today, we got legal custody, if you will, of our daughter. You know, when you adopt, you get them. The, you know, we actually got her at the hospital, but it's nine months before you go to court, and the judge says she's yours. It's a big deal. It's a big deal. It's a big day. It's called Gotcha Day. Today's her gotcha day, but I think we gotcha at her. I think she gotcha at us. And I'm thankful, you know, because every time I think about the miracles he did to get us to that place, you know, people say, well, you know, you need healing. We needed healing. And God used a little girl, a child, to show us something, a whole other side of him. Amen? And, and it brought us to a higher place in him. And I'm thankful for it. You know, I'm not saying everybody needed that, but we needed that. And God gave it to us. And it was a miracle. There was many miracles along the way. And 30 years later, I'm still thankful. I I would never know the Father the way I know Him. Well, I shouldn't say never because He could have showed me a thousand different ways. But I'm so glad He showed me the way He did. Amen? Amen? Glory to God. Proverbs 4, verse 20. I don't know why I went there, but there you go. 
Maybe it'll help somebody. Well, he's a good father. And, and we're his children. And, and, you know, we've talked about in this very verse, in verse 20, he starts off, my son. And you could say, my child, if you will. You know, it's, you're, you're a male son. You're, you're, a, you're a son. You're, we are sons of God, female sons and male sons. Amen. And he said, my son, attend to my words. Incline your ears to my sayings. You know, I was looking at that this morning, and I was, I was reading the chapter before this, and then I got to looking at that, and he said, he said, you know, you used to do this legally. Anybody ever do that? You, you look at the word legally because you need the word, but the only way you know it did is to do exactly what he says, and you don't really understand why you're doing it. You just know you want to do what he says, and if you do it, then you can say, I did what you said, Lord. Amen. I mean, people do that. They say, I, I did what you said. And then they get to a place sometimes where they said, Lord, I don't know why this isn't working because I did what you said. And see, I did what you said is a works mentality. It, it, it is, it is, I can earn it. I can get it. There, there's a way to get it other than just receive it. it. It's a works mentality. It's not what we do. It's what we do with our heart. Amen. When you look at the Word of God, that's why he says, he says, put it in your eyes, put it in your ears, keep it in your heart. You can't keep it in your head. It does no good. You've got to keep it in your heart. You've got to hold fast to it to, to, because it is life. And you hold on to it like it's life. You don't let go of it because it's life. And, and you know it is the health of your body. And, you know, I, I know there was times where I'd say, well, if I have to, I'll just crumple up one of the pages in my Bible and I'll swallow it, right? Because it's health to all those that find it. That's not finding the Word. That's eating your pages. <laughs> it may be a good thing to do if God told you to do it, but just to do it, you're eating ink and paper, right? And it's probably not going to make you feel all that good. Amen? What, what we want to do is we want to do just what he said. We want to attend to, we want to pay attention to, we want to treat it as valuable. Everything he shows us, everything he does for us, we want to treat it as valuable. Because everything he does is valuable. He, 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 he didn't just come in and give us his word and say, there, you don't have to do anything else. There's the word. Everything will just be okay. He gave us ability. He gave us something to look at, to believe in, to work, to, to not to work, do works. Faith, faith does work, right? But you can't work to get your healing. Amen? You, faith, let's look at it this way. Abraham, when he left his country... He didn't leave his country to show his faith. He left his country because he was in faith. Amen. So many things we do as Christians, we try to do to show our faith. You know, if you're really in faith, you know you'll never try to show your faith. Because you're in faith. You don't need to. Nobody can talk you out of it, so why do you need to tell them? It's like we try to talk people into believing we're in faith. Because if they believe we're in faith, maybe we really are. Probably we're not. And we, we need to work towards it, but we're probably not. Amen? If, if you're having to spend all your time working to believe, that means you're not believing yet. Amen? 
And I, and I, and I, you know, I don't know about you guys, but I've been caught doing that. I mean, I'm, I'm working to believe. Nothing wrong with working to believe, but don't confuse it with believing. Amen. Because you're not yet believing. Working to believe is means you're you're getting the word in you. You're you're getting there, but your faith is right here. It's like the guy with the with the little little boy that was throwing himself in the fire. He said, "Lord, I believe. Help my unbelief." In other words, I'm here. I know I need to be here. Meet me where I'm at. You know, with Ramsey, we, we got in the most faith we knew how to do. I mean, we had honestly, we had just come back out of darkness, if you will. We, we came back out of living mostly the world every day. And we had started believing maybe a couple of years before we got her. And I don't even think it was that long. And we got in the best faith we knew how. And, and we, were, we were in all the faith we could be. But if you'd ask us, we'd have thought we were faith giants at that moment. Right? <laughs> we'd have thought, yeah, we, we got this. We, but, but you know what? What we found out later as we look back, and even today as I look back at it, we see that he took our mustard grain and he wrapped it in his mercy. And don't ever forget how merciful God is. Don't ever forget His grace. Don't ever forget how kind He is, His goodness. You know, it says that He delights in mercy. In other words, He's looking for a reason to do something good for you. Did you you know that fathers and mothers, they don't do good things for their kids because they earned it. They do good things for their kids because they love them. Amen? Amen? I mean, I got, I, I, I still just all of a sudden in the middle of the day will send Ramsey $100 on cash, Apple Cash. She, she may not even need it. I don't care. I just love her. And God does that for us. If, if we'll listen to Him, if we'll talk to Him, if we'll, if we'll have a relationship where He can do those things, then, then in the middle of the day He'll just stop you and say, you know I love you. He said, let me show you this. Just because I love you. Let, let me do this for you just because I love you. Or somebody will call and say, hey, God told me to tell you this. Or God, God had me get something. I want to bring it over to you. God's always looking to be merciful, to be kind to us. Amen? And, and if, if we'll be looking for that kindness, we'll, we'll, we'll receive way more of it. Because a lot of kindness, a lot of God's kindness is ignored. Th- things that He does for us every day. And we don't see it because we're we're, oblit- we're just walking in our own little world. Amen? That's not any of these notes. So we're going to get on the message here soon. Thank you, Lord. Let it not depart from your eyes. Keep it in the midst of your heart. Hold tight to it. Where, where do you hold things? In your heart. And that's, that's the same heart you're going to guard because their life to those who find them, their health to all their flesh. And, and he's not giving you this. He's not saying do this and, you know, it, don't do it like the rich young ruler did. Rich young ruler says, what, what, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Jesus said, oh, you know the commandments and listed off four or five of them. And the rich young ruler goes, I've done all those legally. Legally he did. And Jesus said, one thing you need. Said, so you need to get rid of all that and you need to follow me. I need your heart. I don't, I don't need your head. I need your heart. I don't, I don't need you to do things for me to get earned, to earn favor from me. I need your heart because I already have favor for you. Amen? 
And so many times it's like it's we we get caught trying to earn a healing or, or earn earn prosperity. You know, do if I can just do enough stuff, if I can just go to church at the right time, if I can be in the right place. Being led is walking in your in the light you have. Amen. And listening for his voice. It's not it, you know sometimes we get so legalistic in things that we we stop. When we should be going, like, I got to hear from God before I can go. He never told you to stop, right? <laughs> walking means walking. It doesn't mean stopping. It means walking. Walk in all the light you have. Walk in the love of God. Walk in faith. Walk everywhere you go, and be ready to hear. Be ready to turn. Be ready to go. But don't get stopped by legalisms. Don't get stopped trying to earn the right way or make sure you do the right thing. Trust Him. Trust Him. Amen? Man, this is going way different than I thought. Thank you, Lord. Trust Him. He's, His words, their life and their health. And as we, as we allow them to become part of who we are and receive them the way they're given by faith, then, then, we, then we'll experience that life. You won't have to say, I'm going to get some life. I'm going to get some health. You'll just experience it in your life. It will be there. Yeah. Amen? When sickness tries to come, health will overtake it. Amen? Because, because in His Word, in, in His will for your life, health was part of that plan. And, and go to Psalm 103. And, and what we want to do is we always want to identify the value and, and value the things that He's given us freely. Don't look at them as something you have to earn. The minute we try to earn them, we devalue them. Because first of all, we say we could earn them. You could never earn the mercy of God. Besides that, you can't earn mercy. It's a free gift. You can't earn grace. It's a free gift. Amen? Well, our, our, biggest, our biggest struggle might be believing in just how good He is. I'm pretty sure that's why in Mark it says, have faith in God. What he's saying is, believe in just how good He is. If you believe in just how good He is and how much He loves you, you'll say unto the mountain. If you, if you believe this, if we truly believe in the things He's done in our life, we'll begin to speak differently, we'll walk differently, we'll act differently, we'll respond differently. And that's what he's saying. He said, have faith in God. If you have faith in God and not doubt, you'll say to the mountain. Why? Because you believe in how good He is. You believe in how strong He is. You believe our God is greater. Our God is stronger. Our God is greater than any other. It's not just a song. It's what you believe. And, and, and when we believe these things about who He is and what He's done, we begin to receive on a higher level because we're receiving from His goodness now. We're not receiving from what we've earned. We're not receiving from uh, because we went to church enough. We're not receiving. You know, how many people in here besides me have looked at a situation and, and probably a really good person and they're going through something and you think, I wonder why they're going through something. Right? Well, what are we saying? We're judging them innocent because of their goodness, how good they are. Amen. And that's not why you get healed. You get healed because God healed you. Amen. Amen. You, you be healed because God healed you. And, and it's too many times we judge a situation right or wrong. You know, well, I can see why they're sick. Right? You know, somebody comes up and says, you're sick. 
we, we, you know, the doctor said this about it. Well, I can understand that. You've been living pretty rough. You know, first of all, that's not going to help them. Second of all, it's going to be bad for you because you just judged a situation you shouldn't have. Amen? And you downgraded forgiveness. You downgraded forgiveness. Amen? Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless the Lord. And I'm going to read this out of the Young's Literal for just a minute, starting in verse 2. Bless the Lord, O my soul, Jehovah, and forget not all his benefits. First benefit, who is forgiving all thine iniquities. Do you know that word forgiving? You know, we look at it and we say it's pardoning. Um, it's forgiveness. It is one of the words they use for it is a separation. Separates you from sin. He, he takes you out of darkness and brings you into light. He separates you. Glory to God. And, and, and the one way to look at that is when he sees us, he sees us without sin. He sees us because he's paid for it. So when he sees you and me, he sees us without sin. You know, people say, well, no, he sees what you did wrong. No, he sees who you are. He sees you without sin. He's separated. When, when you're forgiven, he sees you without sin. And every person on earth is forgiven. They may not have received it yet, but they're forgiven. Amen? And when it says He forgives all your iniquities, he, he forg- everything that you ever did, He wiped out. He sees you without sin. And He, and he says that, that's the power of forgiveness. The power of forgiveness is that God can look at you and not see anything you did wrong. He cannot see the things that would keep you from being healed. He cannot see the things that, that you got into that, that, or how sickness came. Sin came into the world in death by sin. Death and sin brought sickness. Amen? And, and, and when, when sin goes away, when forgiveness comes, sin's ability is wiped out. Amen? And so what he says is he's, well, just keep reading. It really shows what he says. He says, he forgives all your sins. He heals all your diseases. Why? Because he forgives all your sins. If he makes you clean, now you can receive. Now you're in the place he can give you all. So what he does is he sanctifies you. He separates you out from sin and he gives you all the good things that he ever wanted you to have. He brings us back into the place where we can receive, where we can have the healing, where we forgiveness is powerful. Amen. Forgiveness, forgiveness is something everybody needs, but everybody receives it on a different level. Amen. I got myself in a place that I really, really, really needed a Savior. I, I needed a Savior. You know, there's people out there and they say, I lived a pretty good life. You didn't really, really need a Savior then. You know, remember the lady that came in, um, the sinner that they called her, and she's washing Jesus' feet and she's crying and wiping his feet with her tears. And the Pharisees say, oh, if he was a prophet, he'd know that's a sinner. That's a sinner which is exactly who he came for, right? And he said, and, and, he, tell, and he tells the parable, he says, he says two, men, two, two people owed this man $150, $1,500, and they neither one had any money to pay it back, so he frankly forgave them both. Same power, 
One got forgiven $50, one forgave, got, who would love him most? The one who was forgiven most. Amen? And, and, and then he goes into and talks to them and says, look at what she's done, look at what you haven't done. Her value on forgiveness is much greater than your value on forgiveness. Amen? Her, her belief in the power of forgiveness to save her is much greater than your need for salvation at all. You know, remember he told, he told them one time, he said, unless your righteousness exceeds the righteousness of the Pharisees, you'll by no means inherit the kingdom of God. I mean, and, and literally, that's what we're saying here. If we belittle, you know, I remember years ago I was sitting in church, different church, and I looked around and I said, and I, and I won't mention the type of person I ask about, but I said, God, where are all these people? And he said, look around. And I did. And he said, this is who needed me. The people that were in church are going to church. I'm not saying if you're not here tonight, you weren't somebody that needed you. I'm just saying the per- people that don't go at all, that don't give him any place in their life, they're not the ones who need him. They're, they're not the ones that needed forgiveness. They're not the ones that had to come and have a Savior. They're, they weren't there. The ones that he said, look at everybody around you. These people needed me. And, and he wasn't saying they needed me more than others. He was saying they came because they needed a Savior. The others are not coming because they don't value who I am. Amen. You understand that? And, you know, it's like if, you, if you're believing for healing, if you're sitting at home watching soap operas and you're believing for healing, you're really not valuing the word that, that, will call you, that, would, that would heal you. You know, if you truly believe in for healing, you're seeking the God, the, the healer. Amen? And, and, and when we devalue things, you know, and, and you shouldn't have to come to the place that a lot of people do. And it's great that everybody has a testimony, but wouldn't it be neat if everybody's testimony was, man, I just, woke, I just went to church all my life, and I've been excited about God all my life. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Wouldn't that be a neat testimony? Mm-hmm. But I remember when we were working with inner city kids, and we would take them into the church with us, and <laughs> we got some looks. You know, I won't say where or what, but we got some looks because they were many different kids there. And they were some of them were good, some of them weren't, right? Yeah. But you know, it was easier to minister to those kids than it was to the kids that had everything. Why? Because they had everything. They didn't value forgiveness. They didn't value the things of God. They didn't value what He'd done for them. We've got to be, when you're excited about the things of God, you're remembering every day what He's done for you. You're you're, you're looking at the things that He's put in your life. You're you're thankful. Unthankful people do not value the things of God. And and when we find ourselves unexcited, that's why he says, stir each other up. Stir yourself up. You need to be stirred up. You need to stir yourself up. You need to get around somebody and begin to talk about the Word and begin to look at, look at the things of God and begin to give testimonies to each other of what He's been doing for you. Find that person that spurs you on. Everybody has that person. Amen? Many, most people have three or four of them. Amen? Find that person. 
Because what they remind you is of what He's done for you. And the first thing He did was He forgave you. He separated you out of sin, took you out of darkness, and, and put you in the, translated you into the kingdom of His dear Son. Amen? He, he, and and, and do, what He did was He forgave you. And when He did, He pulled you out of darkness and He put you into light. Amen? And in that place, He gave, he gave you all the good things that He has. The, the, the healing is there. The prosperity is there. The love, the peace, the joy. The good things that God has. The, the, the very heart of God is in that place that you were, that you were taken out of and put into. Amen? He says, who forgives all your iniquities, heals all your diseases, who is redeeming your, your from destruction, trying to read Young's literal and quote King James in my mind, who is redeeming from destruction your life, who is crowning thee kindness and mercies, who is satisfying with good your desire. There's a good verse. You know, people think, well, you just can't have anything you want. He, he wants you to have good stuff. He wants, you, he wants to give you your desires. Amen? You know, people think, well, no, those don't, you know, what I desire doesn't matter as long as they got my needs. Why not have some nice stuff? You know, I look for things to buy Kim and Ramsey that they've never asked for. Why? Because that's a desire. Yeah. If I can find something they've never asked for, that's, but I know it's in their heart. And that's what God said. He said, I, I know your heart. I'll give you things you desire. Amen? Amen. Glory to God. You may have said, you know, I, I just wished I didn't have a kink in my knee every time I walk. God said, that's a good desire. I'm, I'm going to keep that. And one day he'll just walk and say, hey, that's gone. Why? Because healing is what he does. Goodness is, that's, that's just what, he, he can't not be good. I mean, if he speaks, goodness comes out. Amen? It's your double negative for the night. Go down to verse 8. It says, Merciful and gracious is Jehovah, slow to anger, and again, abundant in mercy. How many times can he mention mercy? Amen? You know, you look, you can look at faith, and faith is great. You need faith. You need faith to receive mercy. But you want to rely on his goodness. You want to rely that he's a kind God. He's a merciful God. He's a gracious God. He's a wonderful God. Amen? He's a good father doing good things and he wants to heal you. He wants to, to, to wash you and make you clean. He wants to sanctify you to himself. Amen. He wants to keep you in a place where you're guarded, where you're guarded, where, where no weapon formed against you can truly hurt you. It doesn't matter what the devil thinks of. It won't be what it won't get past God. Amen. And that, that's what, that's what, that's what he is working towards. And it says, merciful and gracious, Jehovah, slow to anger, abundant in mercy, not forever doth he strive, nor to the age does he watch, nor according to our sins has he done unto us. Condemnation is the key to hopelessness. If, if you allow, if you allow yourself only to receive according to what you've done, good or bad, especially bad in this case, he doesn't reward according to sin, to your sins. In other words, he doesn't look and say, well, Jeremy, you had not been very good. You ain't getting much. 
Right? Now he's not even why? Because he separated you from that. Right? He he when he sees you, he sees you without sin. Sin keeps us from receiving, doesn't keep him from giving. Amen? Why? Because it takes away your confidence. You can't continue sinning and have confidence in, in the things of God. You, your faith will wane because you, you, will, you will know you've been doing wrong. But if, once you're forgiven, be forgiven. Amen. Be forgiven. Get out of that because the devil's not going to let you do that. You know, the word forgiven means pardon. Think about this. Somebody that's done awful things and the government pardoned them one day. Do you think they're never going to think again about what they've done? I'll guarantee you the devil's going to make sure they think again about what they've done. I'll guarantee you every person in this room has something you've done in your life that the devil still tries to bring up to you anytime you're believing for something. Not necessarily healing, whatever you're believing for, he tries to bring something to your mind that says you can't have it. And if he can get you to operate in that, he can, he can keep it from you. Because condemnation breeds hopelessness. When you're condemned, you're like, I can't get anything from God. Why would He give me anything? Look who I've been. Look what I've done. And, and, and you were forgiven from that the day you ask. The day you repented, it was remitted. Amen? Repentance and remission mean clean. You're, you're done with it. And, and we allow ourselves to go day after day not having the health and the life that He has for us because we're, we're looking backwards and He's saying, look at me. Look at me. Look what I've done. He, if, if I can separate you from sin, separate yourself from it. In other words, see yourself forgiven. Forgiven people can have anything from God they want. Amen? See yourself forgiven. You're forgiven. doesn't matter what you've done. doesn't matter where you've been. If you've asked and you've received, you're forgiven. Forgiven people are healed people. Forgiven people are delivered people. Remember when Jesus, when He came down out of the temptation, He opened the scroll and he said, he said, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because He has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. I got the verse. What, what was He saying? He's saying... I'm here to do something that y'all haven't seen. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because He has anointed me to preach the gospel of the poor. He has sent me to heal. What, what, what did He do? He came, he came to give good news to the, to the people without money. I mean, literally, that word poor means poor. People say, ah, this means poor in spirit. No, it means poor. It actually means beggar, beggarly. It means poor. You may be poor in spirit. And he'll fix that too. But this word literally means gospel to people that don't have enough. People who are wanting. That's the gospel. And then he came to heal the brokenhearted. Healing already. Two things. He's good news and healing. Good news and healing always go together. Let me know forgiveness of sins, good news. Amen? Then healing comes right after. Then he says... To preach deliverance. And that word deliverance is the same word for forgiveness. It's the same word. To preach forgiveness to the captives. Why? Because forgiveness means freedom. 
Forgiveness means I just made you free from what held you bondage, what had you in bondage for all these years. I just released you from that. You've been released. The word forgiveness means release. When you forgive, you release. When God forgave, He released us from any, anything that that sin had over us. We've been released. And, and when you've been released from sin, you're now free to be healed. Every person in here that's been born again is free to be healed. It, it doesn't cost you anything. You can't do anything for it. It's a free gift from God. It came with salvation and it's ours. And, and when we don't receive it, there's, there's not, it's not a God reason because he's, it's not a giving problem. It's, you can go either way with it. You could be condemned or you could be high-minded. Well, I've been in church all my life. I'm in faith. I don't know why God hadn't healed me. You deserve it. That's why. Because you deserve to be healed. Every person that deserves to be healed is usually sick when they deserve it of themselves. Right? When you say, well, I sit on the front row. I sing in the choir. I never miss Sunday. You deserve it. You deserve it. Don't try to deserve it. Receive it. Amen? And then on the other side of the coin, you go, I've ne- I, I missed church three times this week. I, I yelled at the dog. I kicked the cat. I talked to the people that drove bad in front of me. I didn't tip good at the restaurant. I, uh, you know, my, you find, you know, I remember that time back when I was three. Yeah. The devil don't care how far back he takes you as long as he can get you into condemnation. All he wants is for us not to have what God wants us to have. That's, that's all he wants. He wants, he does not want the goodness of God to be shown in the world because it draws men to repentance. And, and the more he can keep it out of our life, I mean, if the children aren't getting it, who's it for? Every child of God that's been forgiven is healed. The same salvation. There's no difference. Amen? And if we, that's why He wants us to belittle forgiveness because it's the key to healing. Amen? That word deliverance right there, when it says, I came to preach deliverance, pardon, freedom, forgiveness to the captives. I came to preach freedom to those who've been held in bondage by sin and condemnation all their life. And then he says, and recovering of sight to the blind, more healing, and to set at liberty, same word again, forgiveness. Set at liberty, liberty is to pardon, forgive, to make free. Set at liberty those who were crushed. Those who've been so beaten down by life, those who've been held under the power of sin, I came to set them at liberty. Every person in here, when you received Jesus Christ, you were set at liberty. You were set in a place of freedom to receive His healing, to receive His joy, to receive His peace, to receive His love, to, to receive because He loved you and to love Him back the way He loved you. And, and when we do that, we, we put ourselves in a position where anything the Father wants to do for you, He can just do. Amen? He can just do it. Why? Because we, we're not looking for why He can't, and we're not looking for why He should. Right? We're just receiving the gift. I remember the day I got saved. I was seven years old. 
I, you know, all I knew was this, this minister, this evangelist said, you know what? You need to do it now because you don't know what holds tomorrow. I'm not really a fan of the message. But you know what? When, when the altar call came, in my heart, I knew I needed to go down. And when I came down, I knew my life was changed forever. No matter how far away from God I ever got after that, I, knew, I always knew, I always knew He was there. Amen. Because He never, he never left me. I maybe tried to leave Him. He never left me. And, and He stayed true to me. And when I came back, He didn't say, we're going to have to talk, boy. You've been out there doing some pretty bad things. You know what he did? He gave me a daughter. Amen? While I was in sin, when while I was being his enemy, he gave me a great wife. Well, he's a good God. I asked him for her. I asked God for her while I was not living for God. I'm not saying I wasn't saved. I wasn't living for him. Maybe you guys have all lived for him all your life and not ever had a problem. I wasn't. I'm 18, 19 years old, and I'm like, you know, God, I'm tired of dating. Show me my wife, and I'll get married. Well, and six months later, I met her. And I knew that day. We, I asked her to marry me. Actually, we talked about it and decided we would get married on our second date, which was the night after our first date. And had I not been in, co- in, in my one semester of college playing football, we'd have got married way sooner than we did. But that's how good God is. He's not trying to keep things from us. He's not trying to keep things away from us. And the minute I came back to Him, the minute, I mean, we'd been trying, don't get me wrong, we'd, we had thought, well, how are we going to have kids? We, and, and it was kind of a miserable time. It was kind of a miserable time. But the minute we came back to him, he showed us what to do. And it just went right into place. And, and our faith was wrapped in his mercy and his wonderfulness. And the next thing you know, he's given us the greatest gift outside of our salvation in each other that we've ever had. And actually, I shouldn't say outside. It's within our salvation. He's a good God. He does good things. He's looking to get good things from us. He's not looking for people who, who shouldn't have things. He's not looking for people who should have things. He's looking at people he can just bless. Amen? It's, it's, not, it's not to be earned. It's not to be despised. It's to be taken. It's to be taken. And, and we, were just, we, were, we were just desperate, <laughs> if you will, to ask. And he said... I'm going to bless them. And he, and he gave us something that changed our life forever. And we're still talking about it today. Amen? Amen? And I'm thankful. I don't know why we keep going to it, but there you go. Forgiveness. We, we have to receive that forgiveness. We have to receive that separation from sin. And not, we, and not you separating yourself, Him separating you from it. God uses, God takes you and He... And he well, go back to Psalm 103. We didn't even get to that verse. Psalm 103, verse 12. It says, As the distance of the east from the west, he hath put far from us our transgressions. What's he saying? I put them so far away that you can't get in a picture where sin's with you. 
I put your sins so far away that no matter how broad the lens is, it can't be seen in your life. Glory to God. That's, that's where sin belongs. Way, way, way far away from you. Without sin, he, he, his, he, we receive from His limitless love. You take the limits off of Him, and all of a sudden, this good Father says, Oh, oh boy, I, you getting this? Here's some of this. You want some healing? Got healing. Here's a little prosperity. Here, here's your little girl you've been wanting. Here, here's this, here's that. He's so good. He's waiting for that door to open so He can pour in all the good things that you ever desired and all the best things that He wanted you to have. Amen? Amen? And, and, And as we receive that, when we receive that separation, when it tries to come back, that's when it's time to say, no, I'm separated from that. And I'm separated to this. Amen? I'm separated from that sin and I'm, and I'm sanctified, consecrated to Him. In other words, I'm consecrated to receive healing. I'm, consecra- I'm, I'm sanctified to have joy. I, I'm, I am set apart to receive the goodness of God. He set me apart to receive His goodness. Glory to God. As far as, as far as the east is from the west, that's how far he took them out. He said, he said, I don't want them anywhere near you. I'm taking them out of the picture. That's what he preached. That's freedom. He said, I'm taking everything that bounds you, everything that puts you in bondage, everything that keeps you from serving me and loving me and doing and, and, and being who I've created you to be. I'm taking it away. And I'm, I'm taking the limits off of you, which takes the limits off of me. Amen? Amen? Forgiveness is full. When he said, I'm pardoning you, I, he, didn't, he didn't just, he, he took away, it no longer is attached to your name. To Amen? In other words, when the devil comes up and says, well, what about this? I didn't do that. And that's, when, that's, when, that's when you don't let condemnation in. No, that wasn't me. That was an old person. That's as far as the east is from the west. That's not in this picture. Amen? I'm, I'm, not, I'm not receiving according to my sins. I'm receiving according to His great mercy. Amen? And I have faith in that great mercy. I have faith in our good God. I have faith that He'll do exactly what He said He'll do and give me exactly what He said I could have. And by whose stripes I am healed. Amen? The things that He's given me are, are, are mine because I'm His child. Glory to God. Look at Luke 13. Give you a couple of examples. Luke 13, 11. It said, And behold, there was a woman which had a spirit of infirmity 18 years. 18 years, a long time. Nobody told her she could be free. She could have been free before Jesus got there. Do you know God was a healing God way before this 18 years started? Yeah, He was a healing God. And, and, and she could have been free before that. Of course, she was kind of counting on the church leaders. And they obviously, they, maybe they only saw her on Sunday, so they just couldn't heal her on the Sabbath. I don't know. 
Anyway, she was bowed over and could no wise lift herself up. And when Jesus saw her, he called her to him, and he said unto her, Woman, thou art loosed. Thou art loosed from thine infirmity. Thou art loosed, freed, forgiven, pardoned, separated. Do you know the word loosed from? means literally separated. It means taken away from. It can no longer be in your life. In other words, he said, I take this away. I separate you over here. I forgive you. I pardon you. I loose you from this. Glory to God. It's one of the same words. It it literally, he said, I forgive you. I set you free to be whole. Glory to God. And, and, you know, then he laid her hands on her and immediately she was up straight. And then, of course, the people cried because he did it on the Sabbath. I bet she wasn't crying. Right? Why? Because she was free. She had been separated from that infirmity. It no longer had a place of bondage in her life. She had been bound 18 years. Should Should not this daughter of Abraham be loosed? Should not every child of God be loosed, be free from any infirmity, from any disease? Every child of God should be. You don't, we don't have to be sick. We don't. People say, well, why, why? You know, the minute we say why, first of all, there's no answer to your question. Right? Because your next question, why did this person, why did that happen, why... Because you couldn't receive the answer if it was told to you. And if it's somebody else, it's none of your business. Right? That's between them and God. You know, we, we, that, people, when people judge their own life on somebody else's, then you could judge it on, you could either judge it on their failures or on their successes, but it's still not your life. Right? You need, you need to judge your life according to the Word of God. And what he says you can have. Amen? We, we get into things like why, well, you know, if you say everybody can be healed, why aren't they? Well, the, your question answered itself. Because not everyone believes they can be healed. What about the people that believe they can be healed that aren't healed? No. There's no such thing as somebody that believed they could be healed that wasn't healed. People don't like that answer, but if you truly believed, you were healed. And you didn't quit until you received what you believed. Amen? Amen. I mean, I don't, get, don't get me wrong. I haven't. I've been in that position. Everybody has. But what we have to come to is that God is right. Forgiveness is whole. Freedom is true. The Word is true. If by His stripes you were healed doesn't work for everybody, it doesn't work for anybody. That's right. Amen? Amen. And so we... We have to go into it in our own situation knowing we're going to receive from His Word, not from our inexperience or any other way. Amen? Amen. He laid His hands on her. She was straightened up. Luke 5, verse 20. Well, actually, you can go up a little ways, and this is where, our, this is where our, the power of God is present to heal is. You know, they, they, we'll just tell the story real quick. Of course, they were all in the house. The power of God was present to heal them, but no one was being healed. Wonder why? Well, 
They weren't separated unto God. They, weren't, they, were, they, they didn't even believe in who they were looking at. But when faith came, the power that was present did what it was present to do. The minute that faith came. Amen? Because these people, these, these guys, four, four guys carrying this guy and they can't find a way in. They go and they tear open the roof. They drop him down through the roof. Jesus looks up and he saw their faith. He saw their faith. And then he said, man, thy sins are forgiven. What? Why, why was it? Man, you're healed. He said, man, your sins are free. What? You're free. You, you are set at liberty to have everything that God has for you. You're free to be healed. Man, you're free to be healed. You're free to be whole. You're free to have the goodness of God. You are separated from what held you bondage. I, I, I cannot see what was holding you before. Amen? And, and that, that's, God looks at us and, and, and we, we see somebody dirty and He said, no, I cleaned you. Look, there's no dirt there. There's no dirt there. There's no, there's no more sin. I, I, you're clean. You're purified. You're sanctified. You're mine. Receive because of who I've made you, not don't receive because of who you were. I've cleaned you. I've separated you from the sin that kept you back. And that's what he said. Man, your sins are forgiven. And everybody said, well, what's he doing? Forgiven sins. Because that's the freedom you need to receive from God. Every person that's forgiven is a miracle ready to receive the next miracle. Amen? Every person in here that, that has been born again is on their way to heaven. You are a, a candidate to be healed every moment of every day. The healing power of God should, should, should be manifested. The, the goodness of God, the, the, everything that He has can be manifested in our life at any time. And there's not, the only thing that stops it is us. No. Why? It, the, the same thing that was stopping the power of God that was present to heal them is what stops today. Amen? If the power of God is present in this building and in Sarasota and, and even people watching online, if it's present and, and you need to be healed or you have a desire to be healed, healing should happen. Because God's not withholding healing. He's not. And you're forgiven and you're separated from the sin that held you bondage and kept you out of His best. And now you, now you can receive of His best. You can receive of His mercy. You can receive of His, of His goodness. You can receive of the healing. Partake. Partake. Grab hold. And, and, and take it. Receive it. Don't, don't let it, don't let it just go away. He said, son, your, your, your sins are forgiven. And then he said, and then of course they questioned him. They said, the scribe, who's, he's blaspheming, you know? Who can, who can forgive sins but God alone? Jesus said, he perceived in their heart, why reason you in your hearts? And then he said it again, which is easier to say your sins are forgiven? Or which is easier to say you're free? You're separated from those sins, the, the, the very thing that bounds you to where you're at today. You're free from that or rise up and walk. It's the same words because your freedom is what allows you to receive your healing. 
Our freedom through forgiveness allows us to receive his healing. And it's not until our forgiveness, it's until we get into self-righteousness or condemnation that, that we lose those freedoms. And, and we, you know, the Pharisees were all self-righteous. None of them needed a Savior that day. They, didn't, they obviously didn't need healing because the power of God was there to heal them. So they must not, they didn't want healing. I don't know. But the power of God couldn't have been stopped because he can't not do good. Amen? Glory to God. He's a good God. He's doing good things. He's doing good things in this room right now. Forgiveness is not only a gift of to, for you to be forgiven, but it's a gift to you to have forgiveness. So when we're forgiven, now we have forgiveness. And some of the things that would keep people from receiving, even though they had been forgiven, is not forgiving. If you've been forgiven, you should be forgiving. And people say, well, I just don't know that I can do that. You don't know whatever. Again, we can do it because he said, be merciful the same way I'm merciful. How is he merciful? He takes your sin and he puts it all the way over here. So when he sees you, he doesn't see your sin. He doesn't judge you according to what you had done. He judges you according to how you are right now. And, and see, when we judge, it's like, it's like if we know somebody that's done something wrong, we immediately look and say, oh, there, there's Dan, he did this. That's called judging, by the way. <laughs> How about what if you did this? There's, there goes sin. There's Dan, the child of God. And you saw everybody that way. You would stop judging. You would stop condemning. Amen? And you would be a kind, merciful person. Because every time you saw them, you would see them without sin. You wouldn't see them with what... Even if you're praying for them, you wouldn't see them with what put them in that position. You'd say, oh, your sins are forgiven. You be healed. What's he saying? You don't have to think this way. Think this way. Renew your mind. You've been forgiven. Be healed. Be healed. Amen? And, and when, when we look at people, that he said, he said, be merciful as I am merciful. Judge not and you won't be judged. What's he saying? He's saying look at people right and you won't be judged yourself. You ever notice that so many times, Mrs. Moore said it best one day, she said, if you're going to judge, just make it your size. Right? Just make it your size because it's getting ready to come back on you. Amen. And it is. You know, so many times I remember I would be sitting somewhere and I'd be listening to somebody's problem and think, man, and, the, and this was young, when younger years, and you're, you're sitting there thinking, how could they do that? In the same way you could. Yeah. Right? You know, we, 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 we read the story of Exodus and we, we read about the children, the, the children of Israel and we read about the ten spies and, and we, we, we look at them like we could never do that. What side would you fall on in that? Do you know? You weren't there. You weren't there. When you judge that situation, you're saying, I would never do that. That's what you're saying. And you know what? You don't know you weren't there. You hope you wouldn't. Because you're an armchair quarterback right now, right? You're watching from the sidelines. You're not wondering where your water's coming from or why you don't have any bread. You're not wondering, you're not wondering how you're going to overcome the giants or climb the wall. You're not, you're not looking at the size of the wall. You don't see how big the giants are. That's where we got, we've got to get separate unto him to where we see what he sees. And that's what Caleb, they were of a different spirit. 
what they saw what he saw. They, they saw what he saw so they could do what he said they could do. And you want to be that way, but you can't judge and be that way. Look at yourself and say, okay, God, where am I? What, where would I have been in this? Show me what I need to change. Show me where I can grow. Give me what I need. Strengthen me in my inner man. Do what I need to, to overcome the giants and to do what you say do and to act like you say act and to be what you say I should be. Amen? And you don't judge and you don't condemn. You don't, you don't call somebody guilty. You separate that sin. You say, you're forgiven. I see you forgiven. You know, when you're, when you're ministering salvation to somebody, if you tell them how sinful they are, they're not likely to get saved. But if you tell them how good God is, He'll separate you from that. He doesn't even see that sin, brother. He loves you. Amen. And He's here to save you. Man, you start talking to somebody about the love of God, man, they got to want Him. And even if they don't want him that day, give it over to the next person. And pray for that next laborer in his path. Don't, don't let them go. Don't let them go. Don't, don't, don't say, oh, it didn't work. They'll never get it. You just judged them. You just judged them. And you know what? The next person will say, ah, oh, they're never going to get it. We don't want to be that way. We don't want to be that way. If, you, if you've been believing God for healing in your life, look at, look at uh, Mark 11, and we'll close with that. There's things that stop God from being able. They, they limit Him. And, and, it's, and it's not things... You, it's like putting a, putting a wall where he, he won't pass it. He could do anything, but He won't. But uh, Mark 11, 25. It says, Whenever you stand praying, forgive. Separate the sin from the person. Whenever you stand praying, don't look. How do you forgive? You don't look at the sin. You look at the person. It's going to be hard to forgive the person if you only look at the sin. God doesn't look at the sin. He loves the person. If you love the person, you can forgive the sin. People say, well, you don't know what they did. It doesn't matter what they did. If I separated away from them, they didn't do it anymore. Right? He said, and you know what it says? It says, forgive everyone. It says, forgive anyone. It says, if you have ought against any, that, that, that means if you have ought against somebody that doesn't know anything about Jesus, that's a mean, awful person, he says, forgive them. And why is he saying? He said, because you can. Because I want you to show my love everywhere you go. And when you forgive, you show the true love of God immediately in a situation that nobody wants to love in. They don't want to forgive. But you separate that sin out and you say, oh, wait a second, that's a person. Jesus died for persons. That's exactly who He died for. But what, see, when we see the sin on him, we don't see the person, we see the sin. And he's saying, separate the sin out. Look at the person. Yes. Amen. Amen? That's why he healed us. He separated the sin out and he looked at the person and you needed Jesus. You needed healing. You needed salvation. You needed the good things of God. And he said, I'm going to get this out of the way so I can get them to him. Amen? Amen? Yes. 
But you got you can't look at sin all the time because if you do, you're always judging something. You're always condemning something. You're never you never seen people. They're not happy. I can't believe they're like that. I'd never do that. Let's get a protest going. We need a God hates sign. People people that carry around God hates sign. God loves. He hates people to carry around God hates signs. He does. But first of all, they're speaking for him. He hates the sin that separated you from him. That's what he hates. He doesn't hate any person. Not one. If he had it to do over again today, Jesus would go to the cross, he'd die again, he'd go to hell, and he would he would redeem us just like he did. Because he still loves us the same way. And the healing that he bought two thousand years ago is still ours. It's still here. It's still for us today. And the sin that we had is no longer in the way because Jesus washed us clean. And so there's nothing to keep us back. If you need healing in any part of your life, not just your body, your life, stand up. It's time to get it. It's time to get it. How many people in here are saved again? You've already received the greatest miracle that you'll ever have. You have been reborn out of darkness into light. You're now in the position to, to, for God to pour out His goodness on you, on your body, on your soul, on your life, on, on, on your relationships, in your family, on, in your business. He wants to pour out His goodness in every way in your life. See yourself the way He sees you, forgiven. When you stand praying, when we close our eyes, think about any person that you've held something against. And people say, well, you know, nobody's really done anything that bad. You know, sometimes we just, every time we see somebody did something that bugged us, and every time we see them, we, we remember what they did that bugged us. I mean, you guys wouldn't believe it. There's people out there probably that don't like me. That, that's, that's beyond my imagination. But maybe I did something that bugged you. Forgive me. Separate that from me. And receive your healing. Don't let something block your healing, your God's access, His, His unlimited love into your life. Glory to God. Glory to God. You guys got a song? For the Lord is good. Yes, yes. 